your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Joining us today from NBC Sports Washington, it is Matt Wyrick. Matt, how are you? Doing well, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I just want to start off today's show by saying, like, this weekend, the, the Sports Cup was rather full. Um, you know, football this weekend was fantastic. Uh, I'm a huge college football guy. Saturday was one of the, probably the best day of college football I can remember. Really fun day yesterday of, of NFL football. There were, there were felt like there were a lot of injuries yesterday, uh, which is not we, – we never like to see that. But we also had a um, big, big – Massive boxing fight on, on it sounds weird to say that, but uh, boxing match, whatever, on uh, on Saturday night between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. That, that was a really fantastic fight. And obviously, baseball is going on amongst this. And the first thing I want to ask you is I think we do spend a little bit of time lamenting baseball's position sometimes in the fall sports calendar. I know we kind of, you know, talk like kind of romanticize it, but I do think we sometimes discuss like how it's buried in football and. You know, this weekend's games, I'm sure the ratings would show that, um, you know, baseball is going to be behind college football. It's going to be behind pro football. But we really should kind of just appreciate it, like, uh, its kind of place, right? It's, it's almost like during the week, you know, baseball is going to be that bridge that kind of gets you to the weekend and still a lot of awesome playoff baseball, and you can watch it while you're watching football. And uh, I think I'm kind of guilty of lamenting sometimes baseball's place in our fall sports calendar. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's never going to be at the top of the ratings, you know, especially compared to football, both college and NFL. Uh, they just kind of take the cake and an, an individual boxing match, like like you mentioned, you know, that's going to be you know, have millions of viewers. And and not to say that playoff baseball isn't getting its fair share of ratings. You know, it does all right compared to the average TV show. But I, I think the thing about baseball that makes it so unique and so special is just that it's just there. You know, in, it might not be, you know, the most uh hyped up event uh of the week or of the weekend uh but you're going to be able to turn on the tv today and have four games on you know just be able to flip on Mm -hmm. uh you know at any point throughout the day you know that goes for the regular season too you know 162 games spread out throughout six months uh, you're basically going to wake up every day and and have a baseball game to look forward to if nothing else you know and if if that's baseball's place you know not necessarily the, the the premier matchup that everybody is counting down towards but rather something they can rely on uh, you know, I think there's there's value in that, and I think that's that's what kind of separates it. I think from the other sports is just you know always always being there for you if you ever need it. Yeah, I, I talk about this all the time. Like you know, we obviously you know we work covering nationals, but it's not possible sometimes with work schedules and whatnot to watch all 162. And I will say it's a nice thing about baseball is the fact that there are 162. So you know, if you're in the car, you can turn the radio on. If you're running errands, you know, you can put the radio on. You know, if you're doing chores around the house, or whatever, you can put it on the television, right, and have and have that going on. And I will say that that's like the that's a consistent part about it, right? It's it you know it's the thing that's there for you every single day, which makes baseball awesome. I agree with you. Right now, above all else, we should appreciate the fact that it's not you know it's not just baseball every single day. It's playoff baseball that we're getting every single day. And I know you know somebody I forget who it was um, tweeted the other day like, hey, this might be the last day that we get four baseball games it turns out it wasn't you know i think it was the first time around uh was it thursday maybe there were four i don't know thursday or friday there were four i'm forgetting which day it was 
I um, think you're right. Thursday was the first yeah. day. And so there was a chance that there was, you know, that, or they did have four, end up having four games on that day and said, you know, it could be the last time. And now again, like you're right. It's, I mean, how great is this? It's like one o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock, and, you know, roughly 10 o'clock. But I mean, you can watch high, you know, high um, leverage, basically high leverage baseball all day long. And you'll be able to do the same thing all day long, but you'll be able to watch high leverage baseball tomorrow and the next day, the next day. And you can't say that about football, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just the nature of, of the sport being, you know, that it it grinds and, you know, the injuries aren't as severe as they are in football. You know, you you can afford to play these these consecutive days. So uh, and, and that's kind of part of the game, too, is, is the team's ability to to come back after a game and, you know, use new pitchers, you know, mix up its batting order a bit and, and stay on, uh, you know, ride hot or, or come back from uh, a deficit. So it's 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 just what makes the game great. All right, we're going to talk about some uh, some currently playoff baseball and some nationals who are involved. But first, quick word from our sponsors here, Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm sure you have a situation going on where you got do – do you have the old uh, computer's got one thing on there, uh, TV's got something else. Uh, for me, I have the PlayStation 4, so I'll, I'll be watching a movie on the PS4. I'll have you know Good Morning Football muted on TV, and I'll, I'll be doing something on my computer. Well, we shouldn't be doing that, Matt. We shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't have the neighbor's best friend's HBO Max on our phone. We shouldn't be doing that. You can get everything together in one spot with DirecTV Stream right now. You can go to directtv.com and check it out. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get all of your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You need a compatible device and content varies by package. All right, Matt, let's talk about the current um, series going on right now. What's What's been your – I know not all of them are, you know, that – well, I guess I mean, they're all at least two games into it. So, yeah, what's been your favorite series so far that you've watched uh, in the playoffs? Uh, I think I'd have to say – I mean, I'm, I'm partial to the National League just because I watch National League baseball so Same. much. But I got to <laughs> say that the Red Sox race series has been really fun. Uh, this Red Sox team just plays with so much energy. Uh, you know, obviously having Kyle Schwarber on there, he's, it's so funny how he's developed into pretty much a leader in that clubhouse as a guy who didn't even join the team until late July. And he was hurt when he did join. So he didn't even play for another couple of weeks after that. Uh, and then this race team, man, you know, they've got young pitching uh, that they're throwing out there every night. Shane McClanahan is somebody who did not get enough attention during the regular season. Uh, and he really had a coming out party uh, in game one. Wander Franco has been electric. Playoff Randy is back. Uh, so, you know, those two teams going head to head has been really fun. But I, I would say that, you know, the series that I've just most enjoyed watching uh, has got to have been the, the Dodgers and the Giants, uh, two teams that have just been two of the three best teams in baseball all season long. Uh, you know, this, this Giants rotation uh, really flexes its muscles with Logan Webb. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, of course, you have the Dodgers coming right back in game two with that offense. So, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see how this series plays out. The, the Giants are my NL pennant pick. Um, so I think that they're going to come out on top in this one. But it's, it's really going to come down to the wire. And they're just such different franchises, too, uh, right. in, in where they are in their contention status uh, that, you know, it's just kind of funny to see them clashing like they are. Yeah, let's let's go Dodgers Giants first. And Logan Webb, you know, kind of like I mean, he, I think he's the youngest guy on that staff. Right. You think about all the guys they have. Di Sclafani is, uh, I think he's probably 30. Kevin Gosman, a little bit older. Obviously, Johnny Cueto was there for a lot of the year. But Logan Webb really is one of the young. He's 24 years old. And that that performance he had, I mean, just in command, in control, 
against a lineup that we know can just do. I mean, besides Will, Will Smith, I felt like he had like twelve singles uh, on on the Friday night game, but uh, they, you know, the Dodgers just answered back. And here's the crazy thing about the Dodgers: like they were they were staring down the barrel basically the the back half of the season of a one game playoff, despite the fact that I saw this MLB network, they had the best record ever for a defending champion. I believe like they have like one of the best records for a defending champion. And you know, it's like, it's not their fault that they're in a, that they're, they're in a wild card game. They still had the best odds to win the world series. And that's just speaks to how good of a team, excuse me, good of a team they are. They got out that Cardinals game and then they, they take an L in that first one and they have, they throw a major haymaker back. And so I think, I think, you know, and, and the, we know the Giants. I mean, they've, they've played these guys a bunch this year. We know they're not going to back down at all. And I just find this series, like, this is um, this is actually the best baseball series you could make because these are the two best teams for regular season. And so I think the fact that we're getting that now, you know, it's kind of one of those funny things. We get, we get that in basketball sometimes, right? You know, you get a, a series, you know, that, that you, you thought you were going to get in the conference finals, but you get in the conference semis. Um, it sucks that this is only five games is really the big point here. Like it really does suck that we only get five games these two teams. Yeah, and Astros, White Sox, same way. I think, you know, both yeah. those series just, you know, powerhouses from this season. But, uh, you know, the, this this Giants team coming into the year expected to be, be barely over 500. They've got Gabe Kapler, who, uh, you know, may almost help the Giants make the playoffs in 2020. Uh, they get Buster Posey back. Uh, but expectations aren't there. And, and, you know, they've got this veteran-laden roster that, you know, overall, I- if this team is going to be good, they have to do a lot of things you aren't expecting. And that's exactly what happened. We have Buster Posey benefiting from that year off and coming back really healthy. We have Brandon Belt looking like one of the best hitters in all of baseball for a good two-and-a-half-month stretch. We have Brandon Crawford uh, playing superb defense and, and emerging, you know, as a, a down-ballot MVP candidate. Uh, you know, this pitching staff, which is basically a bunch of old Reds cast-offs uh, coming in there and, and really just giving solid outing after solid outing. Uh, you know, Kevin Gosman looked like a Cy Young candidate there for a while as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Jake McGee is emerged as, as a really dominant closer. So, you know, this 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 team, top to bottom, uh, you know, really has a, a complete look. Their, their defense is very sound. They're very, you know, veteran-laden, uh, which comes into play in the playoffs. You know, as we've seen, you know, a lot of teams that come in really hyped up, but this is their first go around. They often don't make it. Uh, you know, this is very different for the, for the Giants. They're a team that has done it before, you know, Buster Posey more than anybody, uh, you know. So and then, then the Dodgers obviously are, are just a powerhouse team, you know, the team that everybody expected to win coming into the year. They go out and get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the deadline. It seems like, you know, there's no stopping them, uh, but they 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 make it in as a wild card team. And now they're, they're game two games into this series. And honestly, I think it could go either way. So. Uh, you know, my, my head is leaning Giants just because of the body of work that we've seen and how they've continued to be doubted, uh, you know, all season long. And and I think if anybody is going to take down the Dodgers, it's going to be the Giants, not just because of how good of a team they are, but because they know them so well, mm-hmm. you know, having faced them 19 times in the regular season. You know, Gabe Kapler knows that that Dodgers lineup up and down and he knows how to attack it. So uh, I'm very interested to see how these last three games play out if we even need to go that far. Yeah, I mean, this is this is gonna be game number twenty-two of these two teams against each other uh, that we're gonna see. Um, and one final note on this, you know, watching Max the other night, it was a that was a Max Scherzer type start that actually the Dodgers hadn't seen a whole lot of, but we we've seen that before with the Nationals. The the 
and I and I, you and I have talked about this, but the start where Max doesn't have it fully are the ones I like the best because that's where like the mental fortitude comes in there. And I, I watching the game, I had the commentary on Ron Darling going, "Well, his slider's not really there. Well, his changeup's not really there. Uh, there's been some issues locating the fastball, and it's like, yeah, nothing was working for him." And he still was just, I mean, gutting it out. And that's why he's so good. Is like his his off nights look like a lot of guys like decent outings. Um, yeah. And for him, and they, they had to. I mean, I, I'm sure you saw it. Dave Roberts had to physically reach into his glove and pull the ball out. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but Trey Turner was standing like behind him, like sheepishly looking down because uh, Trey's seen this before. He knows it's you. Have he's to like, I don't want to be the one to take that ball. For yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've seen it. You have to physically yank this man off the mound in certain spots. And I, I saw Max dug out talking afterwards. And, you know, they always say, hey, you don't really approach the pitcher. The pitcher can approach you. You just kind of leave him alone. If he wants to talk to you, you talk back to him. I can guarantee you he was in the dugout going to – I think it was Clayton Kirchhoff I was talking to. And he was probably uh, – I'm sure he was not saying he was glad that he was out of the game. And, he, and you know, he's talking to him. But that, I thought that was good. And, and it's weird because I – you know, I think the Dodgers are kind of not approaching Yankees territory, but, like, they, they win a lot. They've been doing a lot of winning. And they have a really good chance of winning a second World Series. Um, and they have, they're going to have a good chance of winning a third World Series after that if that's the end up, ends up being the case. But I think – with Trey and uh, and 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 Max, then seeing Juan Soto, they're also like that. Kind of feels like the like you're going to root for a team in the playoffs right now. I mean, I don't know how you don't root for for Trey and uh, for Trey and Max. It feels like even Juan Soto's doing it, right? Even Juan Soto, even Juan Soto's doing it, hyping up the crowd. You yeah. know, getting them going. Uh, you know, it's for me the the Dodgers are, are kind of just. I, I root for underdogs generally, mm-hmm. and I know the Giants technically have w- more wins and are the higher seed, but I feel like there's still the dogs in the series, though. I think yeah, still yeah in the betting series. wise, for sure. Yeah. Um, so for me, that, that's where the Giants kind of come in uh, from a rooting interest. But, um, you know, just going out and watching those guys that we've seen, you know, just establish themselves as, as superstars over the last five to 10 years. I mean, you know, how can you not root for, for Max to, to go out there and, and do what he does and to Trey go out and steal three bases, collect four hits and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get a home run in there. You know, that's just, you know, what those guys do. And I, I think Nationals fans, when they see these guys do it for other teams, they can take a little bit of ownership there and say, you know, they they had their best years with us. They mm-hmm. broke out with us. You know, they were forever a part of us. Um, and I think, you know, the players feel that, too, that they're always going to carry, especially since the Nats won the World Series. You know, they're always going to care, carry a bit of uh, that franchise with them. Yeah, you know, it was seeing Juan there was so cool and him supporting his teammates. And uh, I, here's the, the one the funny part about it. I mean, the, the, the Nats would never trade to the Mets. But, like, if it was the Mets, I don't think we'd see Juan out there in a, uh, a Mets jersey at City Field pump up the no. crowd. That's not something that you'd see. But, um yeah, I think it just speaks to the bond, right? It speaks to the bond that that team has and um, the support for each other. And, you know, you could see how, how happy Trey and, and Max were to see both Kevin Long and Juan Soto at the game, which I thought was uh, really cool. Other nationals in the playoffs, um, we've got Kyle Schwarber, like you mentioned. And he's another one of those guys where, you know, it felt like he was a national for a lot longer than he actually was, right? I think just because the connection that everybody built up to him and the fact that he – you know, when he was in D.C., he was a clubhouse leader, right? And he was very vocal on the, the stick with us thing. You know, we're, you know, we're going to, you know, what will this thing turn around? And, and him having that excellent run of play, sadly derailed by an injury. But, um, you know, he's another one of those guys. It's like it's, you know, the the Sox. This, this Red Sox team is not like the uh, 
it's not like kind of the big money Red Sox teams of old, right? This team wasn't actually supposed to be this good this year, kind of almost a giant scenario, right? This was going to be kind of them laying back type season. We thought Toronto and New York and Tampa would all be there. And, and, and you know, Boston's taking some time to build up that pitching. But Boston's right here, and they made a move for Kyle Schwarber. And um, they said, hey, what Dave Martinez was doing, but hitting him first is a, is a good move. I, I'm, you know, I, I think he and Kike kind of alternate depending on who the pitcher the, the pitcher mm-hmm. is um, to lead off. But he he didn't pick up right where he left off, but he picked up pretty close, didn't he? Yeah, I mean the the power itself is definitely still there. We saw that in full display yesterday. So uh, the the clubhouse part you mentioned, you know, the, the, he got a goodbye. He actually got two goodbye uh, or mm-hmm. I guess reunions uh, this mm-hmm. year when he returned to Wrigley with the Nationals and then he returned to Nats Park with the Red Sox. Uh, and so that was kind of funny for a guy to get two of those in one season. But you're right. It's just the, the rapport he built up with Nationals fans in his short time in D.C. And I think there are, you know, a good chunk of fans that are holding on to hope that the Nats might re-sign him uh, this offseason. And I, I do think that he could make sense for them, uh, you know, on a shorter term deal uh, if if the Nationals really want to to pad that offense and get somebody else in there who can help protect Soto. Yeah. And uh, let's talk. Let's talk some Nats real, real quickly here. Uh, one more word. From our sponsors before we do today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag go to betonline.ag today uh best sports odds out there guys baseball basketball football going on right now you can go there today uh use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on and you'll receive a 50 percent deposit bonus bet online it is where the game starts